return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I'm glad you're here. I just want to talk a little bit about staying encouraged tonight. And I've been I've been doing a kind of a series on just our ministries the ministries that we have, and um, I'm going to, the next time I speak on a Sunday morning, I'm going to talk about how we're anointed already again, and kind of a part two on that, but I wanted to talk about just staying encouraged and being an encouragement, amen, um, in our own personal lives, in our own ministries, and really when I say our ministry, I really could just say our life, because our life is a ministry to people. And we live our life for Jesus every day, and we minister to people every day. Whether we think we are or not, or whether we try to or not, we are ministering to somebody. Amen. Either good or bad, we're we're a witness, we're a testimony to somebody um, that we see. Amen. And uh, so tonight I want to talk about how to handle discouragement and how to be an encouragement in your ministry. And discouragement is going to come in our life. You know, everybody, we're all going, there is going to be discouragement, there's going to be tribulation that comes. We all go through it, amen, um, because there is the devil out there and he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He comes to discourage you from doing the things that God wants you to do. And, uh, and so there's going to be some form of discouragement that tries to attack us. And it's important, and we'll see it later on, at the, kind of towards the end of the message, I want to talk a little bit about Barnabas. But we see how important encouragement is um, in the New Testament. Like, I'm going to focus on most of the New Testament, but just in the Bible. And how every, every great man of faith, woman of faith, had went through things where they had to stay built up and they had to stay encouraged. Amen. And, and uh, the ones that didn't, you know, you look at somebody like Jonah. Um, we don't know much about what happened to Jonah after he visited Nineveh. But unless he changed his heart and started to encourage himself in the Lord, he didn't have a very good rest of his life. Amen. But then you look at somebody like Joseph, who went through multiple, multiple trials and stayed stuck on the Lord and and kept his focus and his eyes on the Lord and had to encourage himself, really, because there was nobody else that was going to encourage him. And what did he do? He was able to overcome anything that came his way. And uh, he was able to stay the path, stay in God's will, Amen for his life and rise above the circumstances and the tribulation that he faced. So our adversary, the devil, he's going to try to discourage us. He's going to try to tear us down. He's going to try to tell us that what we're doing is not worth the effort. Amen. And, uh, but for us, you know, we just continue, no matter who we're witnessing to, no matter what our audience is, who our audience is, we need to continue to sow seed. And so I want to go to Mark 4, chapter or chapter 4, verse 3. And it says, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, 
where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depths of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some hundred. And I want you to notice that it was the same sower that sowed into all of these different soils. Amen. So in our life, when we witness, you know, in our own lives, we're the sower. Amen. And so you're going to plant seeds in people's lives, and it's not always going to be planted into good soil. And it's not up to you what soil we planted in. Amen. It's up to the person that we're planting the seed in, planting the word in. So you might, you might speak into somebody's life, and maybe they take on to it, but the thorns come up and choke it in their, in their life. Amen. You might, um, you might sow it into somebody's life, and the birds come and devour it. Amen. And one thing that really sticks out to me, what Paul says is, I became all things to all men so that I might save some. Amen. So if we, if we are witnessing and we're sowing seeds into people's life, um, just by what you know, the Bible says you know, in Saul's experience, in Jesus' experience, remember he healed the ten lepers and only one came and followed him. So, but he sowed seed into all ten of those lepers. Lepers, right? So, but only one came and followed him. There's going to be people that are just not going to do it. And then Satan's going to try to tell you, oh, well, your ministry is not very good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what Satan does? If there's a family member that's wayward, and it's been years since that family member has been to church or wanted to commit their life to Jesus, he's going to say, well, that's a lost cause. You're, you're not, your ministry is bad. I want to tell you, your ministry is not bad. Amen. We're called to sow the word. Amen. When we witness to people, we're not going to be able, again, just to sow into good soil. It's going to go into different types of soil. Amen. But that's not, that's not a bad thing, because if we sow into somebody's life, and then the riches and the pleasure of the word come up and choke the word, amen, well, what happens to weeds? Well, weeds eventually if you take care of them, we'll die. Amen? And so, every time somebody sows a seed into that person's life, that's another chance, another opportunity. Amen? And maybe what we do is we soften the soil for somebody else to go and plant that seed. So don't be discouraged if the word you give others sometimes goes into stony ground or goes to the wayside. Amen? Or goes into the thorns because we never know the good soil that we're going to plant in. Amen? Because there's going to be good soil too. We're going to plant into somebody's life and it is going to produce. And they are going to hold on to it. Amen. And they are going to produce fruit. Hallelujah. And so we want to continue to plant. Even if we think that it's going to be stony soil or whatever, we want to continue to plant seeds because you never know when good soil will come up. Amen. And so it's important that we continue to do that. The devil would like nothing better than discourage us from witnessing because we witnessed to somebody that didn't bear fruit right away. That's what he wants. Our job isn't to cultivate the soil. We can't change people's hearts. Amen. Only God can do that. And if you go down a little bit further in Mark 4.14, it said, the sower sows the word. So what's the sower's job? To sow the word. Not to cultivate the soil in this case, right? 
not to change people's hearts. Our job is to sow the word. Amen. Our job is to sow the word to all types of soil. doesn't matter all types of people. to plant seeds in people's hearts. And at this Kids Night, Kids Night Out event, you know, some are going to receive it and some aren't. Right? But we continue. We, we're going to plant the seeds anyways. We're going to preach the gospel anyways. Amen. When Jesus sent out the, the 72 by 2, he said, if they receive you, go in, eat with them, stay with them. But if they don't, leave. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Just leave and go on to the next place. Somebody doesn't receive from you. Don't be discouraged. Go on to the next place. One thing that I would love to do in the fall, I know that Firestarters does uh, outreach at the at the bars and during, uh, is it Hobo Day? Sometimes? Um, I would love to do that just as a church. So I have a sign-up sheet for people to go and witness at the bars. Um, and I'll tell you what, there's more good soil out there than you think. Because <laughs> I've been out there too. I've been out there numerous times. And you know, like Pastor Dave said, sometimes the, the bar crowd is the easiest crowd to witness to because they already know that they know what they're doing. They know where they're going right now, right? And so it's easy to say, hey, Jesus loves you. He has a good plan for your life. Amen. So I'd love to do that sometime. We'll see when that happens. But I want to plan it in you guys right now so that you guys are ready uh, to do this. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So our job is to sow the word to all types of soil, to all the people in our sphere of influence. So when we go out and see people, we're being a witness whether we're trying to or not. If I go out to High V and I'm and I'm just like I just don't want to talk to anybody today. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to tell anybody about Jesus. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get in and get out. And I go in and I have this. I'm looking down. I have this frown face and somebody recognizes me and and they see that I, I look grumpy and I look upset. Well, I'm being a witness. That's true. I'm being a bad witness though. <laughs> Amen. We're either really it comes down to we're either witnessing for Jesus or we're witnessing for the devil. I don't know. We want to witness for Jesus though, right? doesn't matter how we feel. We don't go by feelings, but it goes by what the Word of God says. The Bible tells us to be ready in season and out of season. Amen. To be ready when we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. Amen. Encourage ourselves to go out and to continue to preach, even if we don't feel like it, even if we're not feeling well or things are going on in our life. One thing, you know, when my parents um, divorced, you know, the Lord gave me the scripture that, um, he comforts me so I can comfort others. So even though we were going through something in our family, I feel like I could be an encouragement to somebody else because, hey, I've been there. I know what you're going through. Somebody else comes to me and their parents are having trouble or whatever. I know what you're going through, right? Let's talk this through. Let's, let's, let's encourage one another in our faith. When we feel like it and we don't feel like it. There might be times where we don't feel like it. Maybe you're frustrated because you've witnessed your family for years and they haven't received but just continue to witness. You never know when that soil is going to turn. Amen. You never know when that soil is going to be rich and black for you to plant seeds in, for that silk, that seed to grow and bear fruit. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So again, even if you know a righteous man falls down seven times and gets up eight. So even if you go in and you plant a seed and it doesn't turn out how you want it to, to go, don't, don't grow weary in doing those things and living for the Lord and practicing the things that you read. I mean, not being a 
a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Because it says, in due season we shall reap. I've heard stories of, of family members being witnessed to for years and decades, 30, 40 years. And at the end of their life, they received Jesus because of the witness because they didn't, they kept falling down, but they kept getting back up, going out and witnessing. Falling down, getting back up, telling about Jesus. Amen. Steve, you're a, you're a living testimony of that. Witnessing their family. Pastor Dave, witness to, their fam- to his family. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to continue to do things, not grow weary in doing good. Continue to show love. Continue to show kindness. Amen. And we do that, we'll reap in due season. And the, spirit, the, the verse actually before this says that he who sows the Spirit will, re, will of the Spirit will reap everlasting life. So we continue to share the gospel and we leave this life, we experience eternal life. Amen? So it doesn't matter if, if you witness somebody and it's kind of awkward, it feels like, or you know, they, they scream at you or whatever it is. There is going to be a time where you're going to get to the pearly gates and you're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. And that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to do. That's why we want to continue to strive. Because at the end of our life, we want to look back and say, I, I did my best. I did what the Lord wanted me to do. I let God take care of the rest of it. Amen. And I'm going to hear, well done, a good and faithful servant. Amen. Continue to share the gospel. When you leave this life, you'll experience eternal life with Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, there are, there are some things that I want to talk about just to help us stay encouraged, things that we can do. And uh, so it's important to be an encouragement. The first thing that we want to do is we want to rely on the Holy Spirit to stay encouraged. Having encouraging, um, yeah, we need the helper. Amen. Having a, the Holy Spirit to help encourage us and to rely on Him. And in John 14, 15, and 16, John mentions the helper four times. We're going to read a couple of them. John 14, 15, and 16 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Amen. Amen. So when we're feeling discouraged, rely on the Holy Spirit, the helper, to help you. To trust in him because he lives within you. He knows you. Amen. John 14, 25 through 27, just further down, says, These things I have spoken to you, while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So you see that he's sending the the Helper, the Holy Spirit, but then he also says in verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Well, part of having the Holy Spirit is having peace. I talked about at the nursing home service today, just the fruits of the Spirit and how the Holy Spirit's on the inside of us. That means the fruits of the Spirit are on the inside of us that need to grow, that we continue to grow. And in any situation, in any circumstance, we can have love. We can love people. We can have joy. Amen. We can have peace. We can be encouraged. Amen. We can have self-control. Those aren't reliant. You know, the, the, the fruits of the Spirit aren't reliant on other people. They're not reliant on my family. They're not reliant on any of my friends or the people that I talk to. They're reliant on myself and my relationship with Jesus. Amen? If there's an area that I feel like I need to grow in, then I better be getting in the Word and trying to grow in that area. Amen? Continue to let it grow. Amen? Gifts are free, but fruit you grow. Amen? So we're going to keep growing 
in those things, and the Holy Spirit will help us do that. Amen. The Holy Spirit doesn't do everything for us, but He teaches us and He guides us to the right answer. Amen. He helps us grow. He helps us stay encouraged. He builds us up. Amen. The second thing that is going to help us stay encouraged is praising Him and thanking Him. That's such an important part of our walk with the Lord is thanking Him for the things that He's done for us. And, and when we wake up praising Him and thanking Him, we go to bed thanking Him. Amen. And Isaiah 61.3 says, um, To console the one, those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Amen. So if we have a spirit of heaviness and discouragement, when we, when we just start to praise Him, and maybe, again, if you're discouraged, you don't feel like doing much of anything, but it just takes effort. Amen. Just when we raise our hands, we start to pray in the Spirit, or we start to just thank Him for what He's done, after a little bit, your spirit gets stirred up, amen, and that encouragement starts to build, amen. How many know that a lot of times we have to encourage ourselves? I mean, when I'm, when I'm upset or I'm down, it's hard for anybody to tell me differently. Like, I can't, you know, even Angeline, if she tries to speak into my life, it's hard for me to receive sometimes. Sometimes I'm a little hard-headed that I can't receive that. But if, as long as, if I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, I'm talking to the Lord, I'm trying to encourage myself, then the Holy Spirit will start to work on me and convict me of things and do things that'll build me up, that'll make me want to start praising Him. Amen? And so we want to do that. We want to um, put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And it works every time. Amen? We can take out, we can take off the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise, and it works every time. The third thing, and there's, there's a lot of things we can do, but these are just... The three that I, I came up with, I guess, that the Lord gave me. Um, the, the third thing is encouraging, again, it kind of fits in the other two, but encouraging yourself. Amen? We can't rely always on somebody else to encourage us. Jude 1.20 says, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. So we're going to build ourselves up. And it doesn't just stop there. It says praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? So prayer in the Holy Spirit is important. It's an important part of our life. It's an important part of keeping our ministry strong. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Another important part of life. I mean, just stay. Try to stay in the love of God. Amen. We can be kind to the unthankful and to the evil. We can be kind to those who don't maybe like us or we don't get along with. We can be kind to the family members that don't like the fact that we're living for Jesus. Amen. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Again, the hope, the goal. What's the goal at the end of our life? The goal is to say, I've done everything I could for the Lord. Amen. And looking on and looking into that next life, eternal life. Amen. And then if we go to 1 Samuel 30, you know, David had a lot of moments to be discouraged. He had a lot of moments that didn't go his way. So, it said, uh, so David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with them, they lifted up their voices and wept, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, um, Anoam and, and Jezreelitis, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Cam- uh, Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man... For his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself 
in the Lord is God. I mean, he had to strengthen himself. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. Amen. Everybody, it said all the people said, did we stone this guy? He's, look where he's led us. Look where, he, look, look where we are. And what's amazing to me is David, after he encouraged himself, I mean, he started inquiring of the Lord, what should we do? And he's able to lead these people who were once against him just a couple, I don't know, half hour earlier or an hour earlier, however, however long ago. And started to encourage them so that they could get behind him again. Amen? Sometimes, just by, just by encouraging ourselves and being... In, so David was an encouragement to his men. Just by encouraging ourselves and being an encouragement, our enemies be, can become our friends. Amen? Those that are, are against our ministry can become a part of our ministry. Amen? He had to make the effort to rely on God. So when I say encourage ourselves, I don't mean that we leave God out of it. That I'm like, all right, I just got to random, just pull yourself together and encourage yourself. No, I'm talking about we have to put God in the equation. We encourage ourselves through Him. Amen? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror through Him who loves me. Amen? We're in strength and we're encouraged. We're conquerors through Jesus, not by our own strength. Another way we build ourselves up is by being in the Word daily. Continuing in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Growing our faith. Growing our faith that what the Bible says is true. Growing our faith that our ministry is, is successful. Amen. That we can reach people for Jesus. You know, one of the big things for me when I um, started doing jail ministry, the devil tried to tell me, well, you've never been in that situation, so you're not going to have an impact on their life. And I'm like, you know, and you start to think that, like, wow, I've never... Never been in jail. I've never done anything. And you start to think to yourself, can I relate to these people? But I tell you what, um, the Bible says that, that the devil was overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Not just the word of their testimony. Amen. So when we walk into a place with power and we walk into a place with authority, even if we don't have the experiences of the people that we're speaking to, we can be used. Amen. Amen. And it's amazing to me because when I first started, I thought, there's no way. They're not going to listen to me. I'm this, you know, <laughs> not very big. I'm not this gruff guy, you know, or anything like that. Soft-spoken. They're not going to listen to me. But I tell you what, when I started trusting in the Lord instead of my own strength, amen, they were, they just, they just want it. They just want more. They can tell if you're being sincere. They can tell if you have power coming with your words. Amen. And Jesus has shown up every time. And that's what we need. That's what we want. Amen. Shows up every time. As we build our faith, we can encourage ourselves. Amen. Life will have tribulations and life will have struggles, but if we're encouraged, amen, we can be encouraged by, you know, we don't have to lose heart. Paul says that, um, you know, we want to rejoice in tribulations that come. Jesus said, you will have troubles, you will have tribulation in this world, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Amen. But we also want to be an encourager. Amen. And so I want to talk a little bit about Barnabas, who is nicknamed the son of encouragement. And one thing that I thought is interesting is that Barnabas wasn't actually his real name. His name was Joseph. Joseph. 
Amen. He was given the nickname by the other disciples as the son of encouragement. If you go to Acts 4.36, it says, And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus. So Joseph, that was his name, but I tell you what, you're around, this is the early church. And so all of the leaders were very on fire for the Lord. There was no, there was no uh, lukewarmness, anything like that. But Barnabas was able to elevate himself where they said, wow, that guy is an encourager. We want to be around that guy. Amen. He was the first disciple outside of Damascus to befriend Paul. Remember, Paul got converted. Saul got converted, became Paul, and um, was in Damascus, and the disciples there could see him. But when he went to Jerusalem, in Acts 11.24, it says, The news of these things came into the ears of the church of Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas. They sent Barnabas, said, Barnabas, you go. (laughs) Amen? As far as Antioch. I think I might have... Oh, I missed... Okay. Acts 9.26. When Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to, jo- he tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid. They are like, no, we don't want you. We don't want you a part of our group. We don't believe you. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He's like, no, I think, I think this guy's telling the truth. Let's go. Let's go see what he's about. Took him, talked, probably talked to him, brought him back. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was the first one to befriend Paul. I believe Barnabas was a very important person in Paul's life. Amen. I think Paul, I mean, I think anytime Paul was discouraged, he probably wrote to Barnabas. Wanted Barnabas to come. Bring Barnabas. I need some encouragement. I need somebody around me that's going to encourage me and help me. We see this throughout Barnabas' ministry that we see in the Word. In Acts 11.22, we'll go there again. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he had came and seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all, that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So again, it was kind of like any time they needed to be a spark, they are like, hey, let's send Barnabas to that area. Let's have Barnabas go. And do that. And of course, they sent out Barnabas because he's not going to speak negatively. He's not going to, uh, you know, the Bible says that, that love hopes all things, believes all things, endures all things. And I think Barnabas was a guy that he took people at their word. And he would give the benefit of the doubt. So he'd go, he would hear what's going on, and then his spirit would stir, and he'd go out and he'd just be, he just couldn't help but encouraging others. Like, oh man, did you hear about Paul's story? You know, he's preaching boldly in Damascus and just an encourager. I think Barnabas is a guy that he's going to give people a second chance and encourage them in their faith. I don't think Barnabas was a respecter of persons. If we go to Acts 12.25, so we all know the story that at one point there was a contention that um, Paul didn't want to bring Mark on a journey because of an earlier incident. And Barnabas wanted to bring Mark on a journey because um, he believed in him. And Acts 12, 25 says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled their ministry, they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. So 
they're all, all three of them were together. They went on this missions trip together. And the scripture also tells us in Acts 13, 13, that while Paul was and Barnabas went to Persia, Pamphylia, John went back to Jerusalem. And so just a chapter later, so they were on this mission, and we don't know why John went back. Um, we don't know why, uh, or, yeah, John, yeah, John Mark, surname Mark. We don't know why he went back, but it obviously struck a nerve with Paul. Because then we see in Acts 15, 36, it says, After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back now and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. And says, Barnabas was determined to take them with, take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take him with the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And it says the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. You know, and I, again, I don't think Barnabas was a respecter of persons. I think he, he had a conviction of what he believed about people. And he said, no, we need to take this guy. He is beneficial. He's going to be beneficial to us. We need to give him a second chance. Let him come and encourage people with us. Go back and see how the churches are doing. It says, the contention became so sharp, they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. So Barnabas just said, you know what? I'm going to take Mark then. You don't want to take Mark? I'm going to take Mark. We're going to go and we're going to see the churches that we built. And we're going to encourage. And it says, Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And so I see, you know, just reading about Barnabas throughout the, throughout Acts, um, it just shows you that he was, he was, one, he was bold. He was not, he was just as bold as Paul. He was going to put his foot down when necessary. But he also gave the minute for the doubt. He was also such an encouragement to people. I mean, it gave people a second chance. And I really believe that's how we need to be to others. Amen? We need to be an encouragement so we can be encouraged. And then we need to be encouraged so we can be an encouragement. I mean, it's like a cycle. We continue to be in the Word, get encouraged, encourage others. Amen. show grace, show mercy to people. And then we see at the end, so this is the end of Paul's, almost the end of Paul's ministry. Down in 2 Timothy 4.9, Paul says, Be diligent to come to me quickly. For Demas had forsaken me, having loved this present world, and he has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for um, Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me in ministry. I think on that trip that Mark and Barnabas went to Cyprus, I think that Mark proved himself. I think Barnabas was a huge part of Mark's ministry from that point. Because what if they would have said, yeah, we're not going to take Mark? What does that do to John Mark? Maybe it discourages him. Maybe he thinks, oh, well, they don't need me anymore. I'm going to go back to doing my old trade or the thing I was doing. But no, I think Barnabas had so much just, he just wanted to see people succeed. And so he said, no, I'll take Mark. And it's, Mark ended up being a tremendous witness for the Lord. Or else Paul wouldn't have said, he's useful to me. I need Mark. Bring Mark. And the fact that you had all these other disciples um, that were out there, and he says specifically, get Mark. I want, I want you to get Mark and bring him to me. He is useful to me in ministry. That's pretty powerful. I don't know if you guys are seeing it how I'm seeing it right now, but if there's, you know, I, I see people that, you know, especially, you know, when I think of um, 
ministries and everything, I, I see pastors that maybe mess up and screw up. Or maybe you have a friend, a Christian friend, that um, started to depart or made some mistakes. Or maybe you made some mistakes in life. I think it's important to be an encourager. Amen? It's important to be an encourager to them, to build them up, to lift them up for as long as you can, as long as we can. Amen? Help them come back. Help them get back in the ministry. Encourage them. Be a witness. Be a light to them. Amen. A Barnabas is someone who will give you the benefit of the doubt and continue to tell you, you can do it. Amen? And we can be Barnabases to somebody. Amen. We can be somebody's Barnabas. We can be somebody's encouragement. It's, no, there's some, it's just something about um, encouraging somebody else. That's, that's down. You know, when you've heard of the drive through difference maybe, where you can go through a drive through and pay for somebody behind you's meal, like at McDonald's or something like that. And I, I just know that um, sometimes if I'm feeling down, I'm feeling like nothing's going right today, and if I go through a drive through or something, I'll do it specifically because of that. Like, I'm, I'm down, my day's not going well, maybe I can cheer somebody else up. Maybe I encourage somebody else today. And... You know, I think I've had it done to me once. Praise the Lord, I love that. And it was an encouragement to me. And I remember how excited I was that I got my Taco John's paid for. I love Taco John's. Like, oh, I can get another Taco John's meal sometimes. But it was such an encouragement. And we can be an encouragement to somebody else. Amen. We can stay built up. We can stay encouraged. Amen. And help somebody else out. Help somebody's ministry out. Amen. Tuesday's going to be great. I'm so excited for Tuesday, Tuesday night, Kids Night Out. Because we're going to have an opportunity. There are going to be hundreds of people here. We're going to have an opportunity to talk to, encourage them, see the smile on the kids' faces when they're getting their face painted or when they're uh, winning a bike. Amen. So I just want to just tell you tonight, be an encouragement to somebody. Be an encouragement to somebody. Amen. And I tell you what, it'll pay dividends. Uh, I heard a story um, a while back. There was a guy who um, uh, is, is a missionary to um, a refugee camp around the world. And, um, and just, you know, nice guy, loves people. Well, anyways, his neighbors or somebody that was in his, that village um, fell and, and broke his ankle. And, uh, of course, you don't have very much medical, I mean, medical care and different things like that. Well, anyways, this guy was um, Muslim. And he, uh, he took care of him. He never, you know, he didn't, he didn't, you know, call him a sinner or anything like that. But he took care of him, bandaged his leg until it was better. And, um, and so, years later, um, this guy gets captured, for this, this Christian gets captured. And by the terrorist group in that region, and Pastor Dave's told this story I think before too, um, but goes um, to the leader of this terrorist group, and uh, they take the bag off his head, and the guy's like, "Wait a minute, I know him." Well, it was the same guy that got his leg taken care of by this Christian man years earlier, and he said, "Don't don't kill him. He's a good man." I think, wow. 
Now we might never, that might never happen in that way to us, but there could be somebody that you think they don't like me, I'm never going to get along with them. But as we continue to be kind and encourage and show love to them, I mean, God can turn things around. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you. Um, One, we thank you, Lord, we can be a Barnabas to somebody. And Father, two, I thank you and I pray and declare that everybody here, either right now, has a Barnabas in their life, Lord, or I pray for a Barnabas to come into their life. Because we all need encouragement from somebody, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit to come, that he's in us right now, that he's speaking to us right now, that he's encouraging us in our faith. He's encouraging us in our ministry, Lord. We thank you so much for what you did for us on the cross. We thank you so much for sending your Holy Spirit to help help us in every single way, to help provide every single need that we have, Lord. And we give you praise and honor. We thank you and we declare a great week for everybody, for a great kids night out, or that your spirit moves, um, that, that uh, you use us in every aspect that we can be used, that many come to you, Jesus, that it's all about you, and many come to, your, uh, come to salvation, kids and parents, Lord. And so we bless you, we give it to you, Lord. We, we give Tuesday night to you, and we say, have your way with it, Lord. We thank you for a great night, a great week for the rest of us here in this, in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, uh, like I said, we have a bunch of things going on. Gearing up for kids night out. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, you can come and I can pray with you. Otherwise, you are dismissed. Thank you.
thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.